Because of impartations, depth of encounters, your name tonight and we give you all the glory we we honor you amen thank you for your continuing work on the inside of us because you will not leave us you will not leave the work half done you will complete it you will who started it will complete it you will leave no stone unturned Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. We give all the glory to your name. We bless you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Let's open our Bibles to Isaiah chapter 11. Worship you. Amen. Guidance, 
Sadorios, Guidance, Estions, Guidance, Estions, Stipriot, Prefriot, to Priot, Prestio, Homan Hope, thank you. Amen. Father, I bless your name. Praise the Lord. And there shall come forth a rod out of the stem of Jesse. Thank you. Praise God. Um, time is gone. I just feel, honestly, what I want to say, I feel maybe five minutes should be enough. <laughs> Praise God. Amen. Amen. By God's grace, let's see. Amen. Thank you, Father. And there shall comfort a rod out of the stem of J.C., and a branch shall grow out of his roots. And the Spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him, the Spirit of wisdom and understanding, the Spirit of counsel and might, the Spirit of knowledge, and of the fear of the Lord. Amen. Amen. The Spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him, the Spirit of wisdom and understanding, the Spirit of counsel and might, the Spirit of knowledge and of the fear of the Lord, and shall make him of quick understanding in the fear of the Lord, and he shall not judge after the sight of his eyes, neither reprove after the hearing of his ears, but with righteousness shall he judge the poor, and reprove with equity for the meek of the earth. And he shall smite the earth with the rod of, of his mouth, and with the bread of his lips shall he slay the wicked. Praise God. Amen. Amen. Back to verse 3. It says, And shall make him of quick understanding in the fear of the Lord. <clears throat> Praise God. Hallelujah. So, what shall what shall make him what shall make him of quick understanding in of quick understanding praise god of quick understanding in the fear of the lord amen, amen. praise the lord the spirit the spirit of the lord resting upon him right the spirit of the Lord resting upon him, the spirit of wisdom and understanding, the spirit of counsel and might, the spirit of knowledge and of the fear of the Lord, and shall make him of quick understanding. Amen. So there is something called quick understanding. The word quick means living. It means living understanding um praise god Amen. that is understanding that has the it has the it has the infusion of life right it has the 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 it has uh, it is it is has the capacity it possesses life or understanding that is driven by life force Praise God. Amen. It's called a quick understanding. And this quick understanding is higher than just understanding. Praise God. It is a understanding in a dimension. Amen. That is 
it is understanding in the world of life. It is understanding in the world or in the realm of life. Praise God. <clears throat> so when understanding understanding um, let's say who make to understand doctrine, who shall they teach doctrine? Who will he make to understand doctrine? Who will he teach knowledge? Then who will he make to understand doctrine? Praise God. So understanding doctrine is not this, what they're talking of here. They're talking about <coughs> praise God. Yeah. Understanding understanding in life. It's Understanding. So, for you to have quick understanding, you must have possessed life first. Amen. Amen. You can't have a what they call quick, or he said he shall make him off a quick understanding. Amen. They are not saying that they are giving him spirit of understanding. Now they are talking about is a capacity that he has. Praise God. He's a, he's a capacity that he has. He's an ability that he has. He's a, he's, he make him. It will make him. Something came before that was, that was enabling him that will now make him of a quick understanding. Praise God. And the, the understanding, quick understanding, I said, is living understanding. Or is actually the, is actually the understanding of life. It is the, is the, is praise God. Is the what? The, the understanding of life. Praise God. So that living, so understanding doctrine is not the same thing as understanding life. They are different understanding, different kind of understanding. You, doctrine can help you to eventually develop quick understanding but a quick understanding is the has to do with the interpretation of life or the understanding of life is a living understanding praise god quick understanding a living understanding amen now that understanding <clears throat> quick understanding he calls it quick understanding in the fear of the lord so that that fear of the lord is the arena is the realm of quick understanding it is the arena or is the the realm of quick understanding praise god now the the reason the purpose of fullness one of the main reasons of fullness is to develop this capacity of quick understanding in the soul. Praise God. It's to develop this what? Capacity of what? Of quick understanding in the soul. Or to make an, a soul begin to understand in the fear of the Lord. To understand in the fear of the Lord. 
Praise God. Now, yeah. what is the meaning of that? To make him of quick understanding in the fear of the Lord. Um, now, that word understanding in fear is talking about the activity of judgment, really. Praise God. Hallelujah. Based on our background of learning, you know where I'm coming from. Is <clears throat> activity of judgment that is that is carried out in the fear of the Lord. Now, that thing called fear of the Lord is is what must be in place for judgment to be carried out in the soul. Praise the Lord. And every righteousness or every excellence in righteousness which the soul has is to, or every exercise in righteousness is to result in the fear of the Lord. Praise God. Every exercise of righteousness is to result where? In the fear of the Lord. So, and what produces fear, this spirit, what he called the spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him. The spirit of wisdom and revelation or an understanding, counsel and might, the knowledge and of the fear of the Lord. So the end of the, what the seven spirits are operating, when they want to culture a, a, a stature, they want to build, raise stature in his soul, the the sign that that job has been full, fully done is the fear of the Lord. So any soul that, let's say, has, is receiving precept, you are receiving precept, and you're receiving precept, you keep receiving precept or doctrine, praise God. Hallelujah. And a doctrine that hasn't matured into fear of the Lord has not reached its it hasn't reached its final state within the soul. So the reason of adding precept to precept and adding precept to precept is to result in the fear of the Lord. Praise the Lord. Is to result in what? The fear of the Lord. Is to result in the fear of the Lord. So when you execute, you're able to do righteousness and walk in righteousness to a point where in that walk of righteousness you have arrived at the fear of the Lord, then that walk of righteousness has been completed. Amen. So Amen. you see the journey of every righteousness, it comes first as wisdom, right? Then righteousness comes as wisdom and then and understanding. Or revel- In other words, it's, when it's coming as wisdom, it's for it to be understood. Pray. Are you seeing that? For it to be understood. To produce understanding, you need precept upon precept. Then you need then you need counsel and might operation as well. Are you getting that? In that 
operation of establishing a righteousness within a soul. Then you need knowledge. Then that knowledge is, when knowledge has emerged, it has its own attribute. Praise God. The, the attribute of counsel is might. The attribute of wisdom is understanding or revelation. In other words, when wisdom is present, the soul will be getting understanding or revelation. The proof that wisdom is present is that the soul is getting revelation or understanding. Praise God. Then when counsel comes, the proof that the counsel is present is that the soul begins to have might. Right? It's for, and might is what enables you to walk, to measure our distance. And then the proof that the soul has is now become knowledgeable is that it begins to manifest the fear of the Lord. Praise the Lord. So, when knowledge has sat in a soul, knowledge for every righteousness, there is the establishment of knowledge which needs to be done. Amen. Which is what the purpose of walking is for, the purpose of counsel and mind is for, is to establish a what? Knowledge within the soul. Make the soul a knower of it. When he has known it, he has it. Praise God. And then you have the fear. When there is true knowledge which has been developed by the Spirit of the Lord, you will now have, the soul will now have what you call the fear of the Lord. Praise God. Amen. Now, but when you say we've learned about judgment, that judgment is talking about the the different accumulation of righteousness, or how righteousness, it, judgment is the, like has the accumulation of righteousness, or it is the usage. Not, it's not usage. It's not usage. Sorry, sorry. I think that came up yesterday, but it's not usage. Usage can be, can be, can happen because judgment is present. Judgment is an essence. It's an inheritance. Mm. You can use judgment, but of course, if you have judgment, you can use judgment. Mm. But there is something called judgment. It's an inheritance mm. within the soul. Mm. Praise God. Hallelujah. Now, where judgment is sitting within the soul, it is actually an accumulation of righteousnesses. Yes, yes, right? That is judgment. But, but the usage of judgment, praise God, Hallelujah. happens when righteousnesses have been fulfilled in their development within the soul. Praise God. And if every righteousness you are receiving is resulting in the fear of the Lord, meaning in every plane of righteousness which the soul is, is receiving, is developing, is growing in, is, is, is coming out as it is full potential as the fear of the Lord. It means in that area, you now fear the Lord in that area because of the, the operation of the Spirit of the Lord. You, you now got into fear. In this other area, you've got into fear of the Lord. Then when you are plenty of the fear of the Lord has increased in many dimensions within the soul, praise God. Hallelujah. That gives better the capacity of quick understanding. 
because quick understanding is the soul navigating fears is like navigating you are balancing fear praise god it's like you are what balancing fear which is the product of righteousness of the stature of righteousness so so you he'll make him of quick understanding where in the fear of the lord he will make him of a quick understanding in where in the fear of the law amen. amen now this thing called fear of the lord um is very very key um it's good for us to be able to cite when you you know that you are bearing fruit in righteousness because as you are walking praise god you know sometimes you feel like you've mastered something but you've not really mastered it and the sign that you've not mastered it is if it has not resulted in the fear of the law praise god if it has not resulted where in the fear of the law Now, that thing called fear, fear, the, Solomon said this is the end of the whole matter. Fear God and keep his commandment, for this is the whole duty. Right? To, the whole duty of man is to fear him and to do what? And to keep his commandment. So, if you're able to check the character, the attitude of a soul that fears God, a soul that fears, or sorry, a soul that has come into the fullness of Christ is a soul that is mature in the fear of God. Does that make sense? the measure so when you say this soul has come to the measure of the stature of the fullness of christ it is a soul that has arrived at the fear of the lord the fear of the lord praise the lord he has arrived at where at the fear of the lord so that fear of the lord is a, I'm talking about, of course, not a bad kind of fear. It's not a torment or anything. It is talking about healthy fear. And to fear the Lord, it, it seems just some fearing God. It sounds like a simple thing, but it's not easy. No man can make his heart fear the Lord or fear God. It's a walking. It takes process of righteousness, right, to make a heart to begin to to begin to fear, and to begin to to tremble. Amen. It takes that walking of righteousness, the establishment of righteousness, the increase of righteousness, that makes the heart begins to fear. Praise the Lord. Amen. Now, that the purpose of fearing, why? The heart needs to fear the Lord. Is the fear of the Lord in this in a soul is an equipment for judgment. Mm. 
Praise God. The, re the real reason why you need to make you have to make the heart fear is so that it will not be making mistakes and not error. So, the fear of the Lord is actually a defense. Amen. It's actually what? A defense for the heart. It is the, is the ultimate defense in a soul. So, the marker of a soul that is fat is fear. Amen. The marker of a soul that is fat is what? Is fear. Is fear. So when 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 we are saying there's something that fear does, fear locks the heart into. So when we're speaking about judgment, righteousness, judgment. Now the way the way you can see that judgment thing as just someone who has just come into all this ability that's just there sitting there. Well, maybe one day he can decide to use it, or another day he might decide not to use it. Amen. Or it's just an equipment that he has on the inside of him. He has righteousnesses. No, but that's not really what it is. Those, every fulfillment of righteousness, stature, is, is a covenant. Is a covenant. If you're able to see righteousnesses in the heart, you see there are right things upon the heart. And each right thing, each sentence is a covenant. And what is a covenant? A covenant is that which binds his soul. Praise God. So righteousness is actually binding, a binding instrument, which when they are putting it within a man, they are, they are raising something within his soul that will bind him to and control what he is able to do and what he's not able to do. <clears throat> Praise God. Hallelujah. That I'm talking about righteousness as culture by the Spirit, yes. not religious righteousness. Religious righteousness is always optional. Yeah. You see, when you see a religiously righteous man, he can throw it away when he's, when he's angry or something, when he can turn it off and on. It's under his own control. Because it means that that righteousness is not a walking within him. It's just a, it's just some, a possession that he has. Praise God. But when the Spirit of the Lord is raising his soul into righteousness, he's not doing it that way. It's actually, it actually does it by alteration of the soul and the making of covenants within the soul. Or covenant means agreement, ways, places where the soul has agreed with precept and has agreed with doctrine. Amen. And then, and the ultimate proof of agreement with precept and doctrine is the fear of the Lord. Yeah. What does fear do? Fear paralyzes capacity for motion in any other direction apart from where God, where that righteousness is headed. Amen. It fear of the Lord incapacitates the soul from doing things 
Praise God. Fear incapacitates the soul from doing things that are outside the, the ordinances of, of, what, of what is being revealed, what has been revealed, or the ordinances of the revealed will of God. Praise the Lord. Ordinances of the revealed will of God, they create boundaries within the soul, praise God, Hallelujah. where the soul would not go beyond. Amen. Amen. So, the, one of the, the main reasons of spirit, you see that oil, anointing, which is what Christ is, Christos, the anointed one, or when you say fatness, which is the fat nature, the nature of the anointing, which is Christ's nature, which you develop, the purpose of that nature is the culturing of fear within the soul. How many of you have before associated anointing with fear before? Anointing and fear. But when you talk about the anointed nature, it is for to culture fear. This, like this Isaiah 11 is saying, the spirit is upon him and all these things are teaching and teaching and teaching and then ending in knowledge that is makes fear happen praise god then he will now be of a quick understanding that word quick doesn't mean fast like i said before right it doesn't mean fast it's talking about understanding that adheres to life code or principle of a life and you know what it is not an unruly understanding it's not a vagabond understanding. It is not, praise God, a, it's not a cerebral understanding. It's not, just, it's not even a mental understanding. A, praise God. I, I, I see people who can, who, I've, I've seen people who have conversation in such a way as, as if the, as if the, as if, the, a, a, a conversation that cannot discern the difference between the natural mind and the spiritual mind. Praise God. What I mean is this. You can't discern the difference between the natural mind, the, the mind which a man has naturally, and the mind which is cultured by the spirit in a man. They are not the same. Do you know that? Yes, sir. Now, now, a soul who lacks that understanding can, can what, what you do is the soul can be doing is, is adulterating wisdom operation. We touched a little bit of this a few days ago. Amen. Um, is adulterating operations of wisdom or, or Using natural understanding to drive the things of the spirit. Amen. So now, and and I've said a, a number of things, and praise God. Um, when so so you see an example is you see is a soul that can maybe. Peak leading. When I say peak leading, I mean that in them, 
they are able to pick a leading, right? Or, or what is the soul interprets as a leading? Praise God. And when we say leading, that thing called leading, leading, if we've abused that term called leading so much. <laughs> right? We've abused that thing called leading. What leading is? Leading of the spirit. Leading. Leading. So I think we got to a point where we, we assume leading to be God saying a specific thing. Right? That go and do this. Right? Or in other words, go and get this done. That thing now. Go and do it. Praise God as Amen. Amen. Now, to be honest with you, if God tells you that, go and do this thing, let's assume God says that to you. That is God leading your body. Let's assume God actually said that. Go and do this thing. And then that it means a particular thing that you can say, okay, go and get this done. And then you can get up and go and do it. It is God has just led your body. It means God has been able to get your physical man to go and do a particular physical thing or go and do something. Which is the kind of leading you see even in the Old Testament. Throughout the Old Testament, you see that, that kind of leading there. Praise God. So, in the Old Testament, God had to lead bodies. <laughs> God, it's very hard to find God leading souls. Right? God had to lead bodies. He had to. You can't because he doesn't... Souls don't respond to him. Soul is a, the soul is in a different world. The soul is in the land of the dead. They are in the, in the world of the dead. Praise God. So even if God wanted to lead the soul, he can't even hear him. So God must lead the bodies, right? So God can appear to somebody in a physically or something. Amen. Amen. God can, can do all kinds of things to get attention of people just to lead their bodies, like Israelites. Well, yeah. That he was leading, it was their bodies who he was actually leading. Right? It's bodies of men who were sitting down in a place called Egypt yeah. who he wanted to lead them physically. To let to carry their bodies out of Egypt into another land. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. When God came to Abraham and said, Abraham, come, let me lead you out of your father's house and go to a place. He was leading, he says he was leading a body. Get up and go somewhere. Are you getting me? Uh-huh. Praise God. Hallelujah. The concept of God leading souls, you never saw that until the New Testament. Mm-hmm. Praise God. Now, what you see a lot of Christians are mainly baby Christians. Yeah. Mainly, all they know about leading is God leading bodies. Yeah. When they say, I'm led. An example of leading body is usually 
usually how you know what's the difference between leading a body and soul leading leading a soul the difference mainly mainly is that leading of body is outcome focused do you get you understand that it's outcome focused that so the person will hear go and get this particular thing done and it, so he has to now find a way to go and do it so that this thing will happen. Are you, get that? Are you getting that? So leading a body is outcome. It's an out- outcome that you can see. Okay, this one has happened. This has not. So God has said, we want, let's do this thing. Are you getting me? So, and then the soul will interpret the soul to that soul until that thing has been done but physically. Ah, God, I did it all. Then ah, I have done the leading. Do you understand? <laughs> but when you have, when you come to things of the spirit, leading the body or to get physical things done is not really a. They don't, they don't really call it lead, that leading in New Testament. It doesn't really qualify as really leading, even though that in the, even though in leading of New Testament things can be still be done mm-hmm. you know, physically yeah. right mm-hmm. things can still be getting done be, be, be being done but that is not the primary the primary focus is not physical things yeah. literally physical things being done Are you getting me? Anything that God can lead a believer's body to do, God can lead an unbeliever's body to do it. Praise God. Are you getting me? So that in all all the people God led in the Old Testament, they are all unbelievers whose spirits were dead. And God was leading them. Moses, go and let my people go. Yeah, God, Moses was an unbeliever. His spirit man was dead. Yeah. But he was doing things wow. for God. Wow. Right? Wow. All the prophets who God was leading, Elijah, all of them, Elisha, Isaiah, all the prophets, Samuel. Amen. Amen. God could lead them to do things. Say this now. Go and say this. Go and do this. Or you get him. All those kind of leading. Go and do this, go and say this, go and all do uh-huh. Praise God. You get that. The fact that you are born again and, and your body can be led because you are now alive, your Holy Ghost is inside you. So you can hear that same voice. Maybe the same thing that God will have to appear in a vision or something to somebody before in the Old Testament who wasn't born again to do. Now, because you're born again, God can get that done from speaking on the inside of you. That, the fact that it's coming through Holy Ghost inside you doesn't make it more spiritual than what God was doing in the Old Testament. It's just that God just have another medium of talking to you. Amen. Amen. Do you see that? But are you seeing that? But when it comes to what lead, that leading is, 
many times, and this is where many Christians, when they speak about leading of the Spirit, praise God, and all that. A, a lot of this message has been talking about leading. There's a reason why. There's a leading why. There's a reason why. That thing called leading of the Spirit is important. If any soul who doesn't know that what leading is will never get to God. Praise God. Hallelujah. Any soul who doesn't do what? Know what leading is, you'll never get to God. You'll never get to God. Now, if a soul masters carnal leading, souls who masters can if God if if God's goal, for example, is I want to build a big ministry that will be have headquarters around the world that will have um let's say in terms of how big it is being able to reach people all that um god can easily get that done by leading a kind to be honest with you my even unbelievers can get it done (laughs) that if god went to do but god doesn't really want intend to do things like that All God wants to do is save the soul. So when it comes to outcomes on the earth, like outcome, physical outcome, being able to make things change and all that, God, you don't need to grow. You don't need growth. You don't need growth for your body to be led by God. Praise God. Hallelujah. Are, are you getting me? Yes, are you getting sir. me? For God, you know, if it's just God getting it, if, if all it is, forget about anything. It's just God wanting you to do it. You know, God taking you and using you as a utility vessel, instrument that, that what happens to you doesn't matter. What occurs to you doesn't matter. That His goal is just to get something done. The way you would use a car or use a screwdriver or use a hammer. Or use an instrument. It's just about what I want to do. So, if God w- wants to do such things on the earth, if in, if that's how God is thinking, we don't we won't need anything called salvation of the soul. It's not needed. God doesn't need a saved soul to hear, go I saw him, go and do this, or to drop an idea in your heart to go and do. Your soul doesn't need to be saved <laughs> to do that. I, are, you, are you getting me? Yes, sir. Are you getting me? That either, if God is just thinking about outcomes, 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 He doesn't need growth, He doesn't need development, He doesn't need all that. Praise God. Um, but so are you seeing that? So so God is not God doesn't think that way. God does not think. If you so if you are if you are think when you are thinking of leading, doing the will of God, pleasing God, mm. and you are thinking in terms of specific outcomes and God wanted to achieve certain things like that, 
you will miss the you will miss God completely. Mm. Amen. Amen. But rather, what God wants to lead. So, real leading. When you say leading of the Spirit. Those who are being led by the Spirit of God, those who are being led by the Lord, praise God, are what God is leading are souls. And what God and God's outcome, when God is thinking, God does not think, doesn't lead souls for an outcome externally. God never. Praise God. In terms of when God, if God, once you enter into His program of salvation, Amen. Amen. Everything God is dealing with you becomes redemptive in nature. All of God's dealings with you become what? They become redemptive. They become redemptive in nature. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. So, so in that framework, leading is not leading of bodies. It's leading of souls. Are you, are you seeing that? It's, called, it's what? Leading of souls. Leading of soul. Now, when God is leading a soul, the soul will be doing can be doing things, but the soul is doing things that are in alignment that comes out of the leading on on out of how his soul is being led by God. Praise the Lord! Are you are you getting me? That in how so it's how. The soul is being led by God. Amen. Amen. So, leading of the Spirit, then when you say, God is leading me, God is leading me, God is leading me. Um, when you grow, when you are growing up, Praise God. Hallelujah. Growth. As you are growing up spiritually, a spiritual man does not do things or take action based on praise God. Does not just take action based on simply based on blind instruction. that does not come out of riches of what God has put on the inside of the soul. If a soul does that, you are transgressing. Am I making sense? Praise God. So, so in God and 
when it comes down to it, this is a, this is a very basic message today, but I feel like it's a very key thing. That if we escape it, you, a lot of mistakes can be happening yeah. later on. Mm-hmm. Right? A lot of mistakes can be going on later because we missed this particular important mm-hmm. lesson. Mm-hmm. And the kind of mistakes, the kind of problems that can come from this are big problems. Mm-hmm. Because any problem that, that comes from issue of leading, mm-hmm. they are usually big. You know why? Because... The person who is being led always feels like God is leading them. Yeah. And if someone is possessed with a notion that they are being led by God, the things that they can do. Yeah. Are you, are you getting me? Yeah. So, and this is one of the things that Kenneth E. Hagin spent time in Milk of the World. He spent time to teach leading mm-hmm. of the Spirit. He spent time to teach, although... Because of he had to use the resources of, in terms of scripture, and sight of scripture that he had. But when you take a higher light of scripture and go back to listen to his leading of his spirit messages, you now really understand. Ah, so this is what Daddy Hagin was saying. Amen. For example, when Hagin will say mention the word inward witness. You might think that what, when he said in one, in one witness, you might think he's talking about one voice on the inside of you. That witness to something. One voice that just said witness, witness to something. No. No. Are you it's, not what he, it's not talking about that. And that thing he called in one witness is the highest leading that he taught. Right? Am I correct? That he called it the highest leading. He magnified it among the rest and said that's the most accurate of leading. You don't say, what kind of mind did that man have? What was he talking about? Why would he magnify that beyond someone hearing one voice saying something? Or beyond maybe what he could even call the voice of your spirit man? Or the voice of we're just hearing the Holy Spirit like that. Why would you magnify that thing called inward witness beyond the others? Because he, was, he, he had grown. He had more growth than the message he was preaching. Yeah. 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 So, Kennedy Hagin taught a lot of things from his stature that you wonder, why is he teaching this thing this way? You know, he taught... There's something about, about Hagin. When it came to scriptures, he would teach you the scriptures. He would show you this back up everything he's saying from scriptures. Mm-hmm. But there's something about him. He didn't just teach what. He, he, he also was able to put things in order mm-hmm. of importance. Mm-hmm. But when you check, and if you're able to drive, where is he, how is he getting that order from? You might not find it. Mm-hmm. You might not find where it's coming from. But those are those things are coming from his own stature, and his and those things that became self-evident by growing. But many of those things is when you move into a world of righteousness, you're not beginning to see ah, oh that's why that's why he magnified this. That's why he gave praise praise the Lord. He gave space for things like that. Look at the way he followed the Spirit, for example. Look at look at the the role he gave to tongues and interpretation. Integrating that into message mm. and ministration. Mm. You know, in his own time, not many ministers of the gospel mm. 
they were, they were able to achieve that. Mm-hmm. But when he's teaching gifts of the Spirit and all that, he will just teach it like every other preacher who teaches it. Mm-hmm. But when you see many other preachers, they are not using it at that same. What counseled Hagen to see the critical importance of tongues and interpretation out of the other gift and integrated it into messages, mm-hmm. preaching of ministering of the word. Mm-hmm. It, but in word of righteousness, you now get to understand why. But how did he know it? Is something on the inside. There's something development. Yeah. Spirit, praise the Lord. Yeah. Amen. 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 So, so when it comes to this thing about leading of the spirit praise god god's way of leading this is god's main way of leading is to put things in a man are you getting that yes sir put things in a man we've seen what those things are righteousnesses and then when righteousnesses have grown and matured, they become they they now avail the ability for judgments within a soul. Now I think everything we've been teaching about righteousness and judgment, is there any part of it that sounds like you just hearing a voice saying go and do this? Or just having an impression about going to do something or just saying there's one thing that told me to do something. Are you seeing that? But rather, what moves you to a cause of action is the complex interplay of righteousnesses that have been installed over time inside the heart of the spiritual man that makes him able to discern good and evil, according to the book of Hebrews. Now, book of Hebrews, right? Right? Mm-hmm. They said that everyone that uses make is unskillful in the word of righteousness, for he is a babe. For strong meat belong to them who by reason of use have had their senses exercised to discern good and evil. Are you seeing that? Yes. Now, is he saying that that right in that strong with height of of development. You say now those people who can who hear the voices very, very clearly. They just hear they just feel something. I just felt God said, Let's go and do this. Very, very clearly. No, it is by installation of what? Righteousnesses. Mm-hmm. So so Amen. Amen. This, this means now, praise God, that as you are making decisions in your life and you are living in your life, everything that you are doing when you are making judgment calls are things that you should be able to explain spiritually. Are you getting me? You should be able to explain them spiritually, right, in terms of are balancing righteousnesses together. Revelations of right, understanding of righteousnesses together without any offending anything. Mm. 
Are you seeing what I just described? That is how a spiritual man is led. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Does that make sense? So you now realize that, wow, so if that's the case, then it means that it means that if God wants his soul to eventually do something, the righteous way to get it done is that before that thing should be done, install all the righteousnesses. And all the judgments in the man. Yeah. That when he eventually gets to that situation, his calculation mm-hmm. will be right. Yeah. Does it mean that God will, when you now enter into the word of Christ, God will just stop, the Holy Spirit of God will stop talking to you? You won't be hearing just, hey, go and this, go and this. No, it doesn't. <laughs> but many times, the areas where you are hearing that are the areas where you are deficient yeah. in judgment. Yeah. Wow. That's the honest truth. Yeah. Yeah. And in those areas, and any area where you are deficient in judgment, the Lord will be trying to get across to you in those areas for the purpose of purpose of keeping you safe. Because if they just leave you and say, Let's wait until he has all the judgments, you will end up destroying yourself and making all kinds of errors. Like a baby. Like my daughter now, I start saying, ah, no, let's just leave her. Let her, be, let her be able to make judgment calls and, and then decide. No. I literally have to carry her and say, hey, don't go there. Come back here. Mm. Don't go there. Mm. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Amen. Like a child that doesn't have to understand. You have to get the child to... Hey, don't. But after a while, like your parents now, they've left you. Are they here? Jimmy, hey, Jimmy. Go and do this now. Why? They trust. After a while, they sent you abroad. Go to another continent. We trust what we've installed inside you. Mm-hmm. Let it start talking to you. Right? Now, your religious man will be angry with this message right now I'm preaching. What do you mean? New religious mind, who all they have is that I heard God, God just spoke to me right now. And you know that thing. <laughs> you know, religious souls like that kind of thing. <laughs> religious souls like that I'm hearing more than everybody else. <laughs> that kind of that feeling of, wow, I always hear, I always hear, I always hear, I always hear, I'm always hearing, I'm always hearing, I'm always hearing. Praise God. If you are always hearing those kind of things, it's a sign that you're, there's something wrong with your development. Mm-hmm. Yes. Rather, what should you be hearing? You're, what should you be hearing constantly, what should be speaking to you constantly are judgments. Righteousnesses that have sat by as by, as understanding, have developed into counsel and then as eventually become fear trembling on the inside of your heart and of your soul.
Praise God. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. So, spirituality is not what we think it is. When a baby is thinking spirituality, what they are thinking is not what spirituality really is. God is not in the business of using men to do things. God is in the business of developing men. God is not a user. If, if someone has the, that, that attitude of being used to do things and all that, that's that the kind of attitude those guys who came and said, we had many, we did many miracles in your name, we did many, cast out many evil spirits and all that in your name, and then say, depart from me, you workers of iniquity, because I never knew you. It means you never focus on knowledge, knowing, development of, of knowledge, of stature. On the inside. So, God wants to lead souls. The purpose of fullness of Christ is so that God can lead a man. It's for the purpose of leading. That's why they have to fill a man with Christ because Christ is the only man that God can lead. Many people who are saying they are being led and being led, they are not led by God. If you know what it takes for God to lead a man, you won't be saying I'm being led. My God. <laughs> Praise God. Many, many souls have not been led by God one day. Amen. Amen. So, there's an orientation. This, this orientation is, to me, I see it as safety. And, and souls who, are ban- who begin to move into not all these things, our bankrupt of this safety, they go and cause havoc in the future. They are cause a lot of havoc. That this is one one aspect of fullness. That if we teach fullness of Christ, we don't teach this area. There is there will be a problem. Praise the Lord. Amen. 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 Praise God. Hallelujah. So, if maybe the heart is steered maybe towards the cause of action, right, and and this is how this is how we make mistakes mm. in things that we are doing. Mm. 
is when you when you maybe an impression comes to you about doing something mm. right mm. and just that thing when you look at that thing itself itself it looks right it looks that ah if i look at when you judge it and usually mainly you are judging the outcome mm. of doing that thing Right. Well, if I could do this thing, the outcome would be this. You would you just play out one line of outcome, right? But now, you, when you take that thing, but and you but you don't you don't take time to look at, measure it with all the standards of righteousnesses yeah. that has been revealed to you. You are most likely going to be in offense. Yeah. You're going to offend God and you're going to offend the Spirit. Yeah. And if you take it and you are trying to use, turn on the light of righteousness and you're beginning to see, ah, there are areas that this thing doesn't line up. Oh, are you getting me? Ah, this one. It doesn't matter. No matter how tiny, even if it's even half an area where there is an error, mm-hmm. it is a violation of righteousness. Mm-hmm. You do not do it. Mm-hmm. You do not do it. You do not do it. Rather, what do you do? It doesn't matter what you see that outcome to be or how intense you feel be or led about that particular thing. Praise God. You should go to because of these violations here. There is no such thing as a minor violation in the spirit. It does not exist. Praise God. You know how you so see think that this is just a minor thing. It doesn't really matter that much. There is no such thing as that. In our dealings with our brethren, in our dealings with, you know, just in life in general, you find out that the areas, how, what stops our development are those areas where we, we assume things don't matter. We assume, well, this is just a, ah, my intention is good. Even if I'm breaking codes of righteousness. The reason why you are saying your intention is because you are elevating that outcome. Yeah. You see, this, this is a good outcome. God wants to do this thing. It's a very important thing. You, are, you think that God, that is more important to God than the process that you are breaking. But you would think that if you think God is a leader of bodies that uses men to do things. But when you, you realize that God is a leader of souls, that to God is outcome is your keeping of righteousnesses, no matter the cost. That understanding is what is what keeps the soul grounded and makes and stops you from making mistakes in judgment and in leading. Praise God. So. You see, you know, it's called a righteousness. When you come to what, the realm of word of righteousness, there are things that, that are characteristics of this word, of this realm, the realm of Christ, 
certain thing, the one, one of the characteristics is that you must be willing to be slow. You must be willing to be slow. If you are not willing to slow, now when you come to Christ, Christ will slow down your speed. Before Christ, you can be very fast. You are just going with things. Your impulses, you are, hey, let's do this, let's do that. Praise God. You always see leading every time. But when you come to Christ, you are, you, you are slowed down. Why are you slowed down? Because of what the word of Christ is for. It's for, you, it's for the careful accumulation of righteous. Righteous standard. And it's not easy to be careful in walking righteously. It's very, very, very... It's, a, it's almost a tedious... It can be a tedious walk for the soul. But see, the tedious, tediousness of that walk is what is saving the soul. When you move into Christ, that's one of the things they must, they must blind your eyes to outcomes. They must blind your eyes. What are, example, what, can out, what are examples of outcomes? Getting your job. Getting an A+. Getting married. Starting your ministry. Expanding your ministry. Growing your ministry. What else? Starting your business. What? Recognition. Are you saying those are the things that are outcomes? Now, when you check life before Christ, you see those outcomes, those are the things that are, those are the, that's the life. In other words, when you go to church, that's what you pray for. All the things I mentioned. Are you seeing? So all the things you pray for before you enter Christ's world, they are the things that you must become blind to in Christ. And any, if, if you are not blind to any of those things, any, any of them, any of them, anything that is an outcome in terms of Praise God. And the ones who are, that deceive people more in this Christ world are those who, are, who that sound more righteously, like, like anything ministry-related things. I know this work, God wants to do this, God wants to do I see all those things. Those things that are outcomes. Praise God. Hallelujah. I mean, we want to do School of the Spirit now. How I many of you know that that School of the Spirit of us going together and meeting in a room how many of you know that's an outcome? In, how many of you know that? Even though we are praying about it, but that meeting, the physical meeting, those who will be there, how many people will attend, all those things. They, how many of you know that they are outcome? They are physical things. Those things don't equal to the... What's that? They are not, even though they are being used by God. For example now, us coming here to sit down and listen to the word mm. is being is necessary yes, and God is using it. Yes, sir. Do you agree? Yes, sir. The way you walk in is necessary and God uses it to, yeah. to put food on your table yeah. and all of that. Amen. 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 Are you getting that? Yes, and, it's, and they are essential and they are valuable. Amen. But 
in our heart those things cannot sit as things that are are you getting me they cannot they cannot do you know what matters is our inward as we are living our how we are managing the standards of righteousness that heaven is unveiling per time. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. How we are managing what? The standards of righteousness that heaven is revealing to us. Praise God. So when you move into Christ's world, you know that's why in Christ's world you now see some things happen. After, all of a sudden, everything in your, in your in your life means nothing. All that means, all that matters is revelation. Revelation of God's word. The acquisition of righteousnesses. Do you see that? The acquisition of righteousnesses. Then out of this is the a core principle of Christ of the realm of Christ and the word of righteousness is that if there be anything in your life, let it come out of the flourishing of the word of God. Am I making sense to you? Let it come out of the flourishing of the world. In other words, everything should be word produced. But by, by word produced, what I mean is it, it must be grace produced. Everything must be grace what? Produced. Word produced or what? Or grace produced. So, as in the, in the realm of Christ, it is wrong to you for you to move into any arena until there is an abundance of release of grace in that dimension that has come from the staying on the world, the flourishing of the world. What is the world? When I say world, I'm talking about the release, the download of righteousnesses. When you anything, like let's say, for example, marrying, nobody should get married. Once you've entered this realm, until you have, the word has helped you to a point where the grace for marriage has appeared. Yeah. And it's clear yeah. that the, the grace for this thing has come. Yeah. Because if you are marrying before that, it's because marriage as an outcome yeah. in your heart has been elevated yeah. above. It means you are not seeing the, uh, the growth, the increase of of, of Grace by righteousness, but what you are seeing because your timeline is reaching this time now for marriage, so let's go. That's a violation of Christ. Yeah. 
in everything is it maybe taking a job mm. right it can be a job it might even be a promotion and you mm. feel like there's no grace for this thing yeah. and how do you tell if there's grace for it? it's not a voice telling you this is the job now go and take it it's not that it's not that because any voice can tell. okay let's say you hear the voice how do you know that voice is the holy spirit You say there's a way the voice made me feel. You, you tell me there's a way that voice makes you feel that an evil spirit cannot make you feel. Mm. You are talking about there's anything that God can say to you in this that is, has to do with this world that the devil cannot say to you. As if you are very, very, very naive that you think that. <laughs> So let's say you even heard something. How do you know? How do you confirm it's God? How do you confirm? It's by what? How do you confirm? Say it again. The abundance of the riches of revelation that has rested, by which we check that leading in and make sure that it's not violating the principles of righteousness. Praise God. Hallelujah. Now, this thing I'm saying, if, if, we don't, if we don't understand this thing, problem will be coming. And this is also the framework for resolving things in terms of, let's say, we are supposed to work together. Let's say in the fellowship now, someone is saying, I feel God is leading us to do this. Someone says, I'm feeling God is leading to do this. And then both of them are they feel leading. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right? Yes, sir. Wow. You can't downplay anyone's leading. Praise God. Or let me know unless your husband and wife. Yeah. The other one say I'm led to I'm led about this. The other wife say I'm led in this area. Okay, now. <laughs> now normally you say, okay, the husband is the head of the woman. So because therefore his word stands. Which is true. His, his own should stand. But the fact that his word stands doesn't mean that word that his truth is correct. Praise <laughs> God. Are you getting me? Are you getting me? Or you don't, think it's, you don't think it's possible that there can be two people who sincerely have leading to, for, in two opposite directions? <laughs> So in that case, what do you do? <laughs> what do you do? The, the, only way, the only way that is resolved is that you must dig deep into the... Okay, let's look at this one. Are there any things around it? Let's look at this other one. Are there any other things around it that could suggest to us that this might not be the way forward? How do you do it? It's based on... The standards of righteousness means that, in other words, that calls for a moment of illumination. Yes, sir. Right? You must balance it and see. (laughs) 
Praise the Lord. Amen. 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 So, ultimately, the way God sees a soul is God sees, God is looking for, a, for, for men who he can use. Praise God. We're rounding up now. God is, the purpose of the fullness of Christ is God looking for men who he can lead. Praise God. And by God leading men, it's not men doing things for him. Right? Is that is that God can lead in the paths of righteousness for his namesake. So the that leading in the path of righteousness is cannot be done, cannot accept their installations of righteousnesses within the soul. And then which result in the fear of the Lord in each righteousness dimension that accumulates then in judgments. In the soul. So when you see, so who is a spiritual? A spiritual man is a man of judgment. That's why. That's why I said things before. Like a spiritual man does not just tell you, "I was led to do this." That's not the language of a spiritual man. That's the language of a baby. Are you getting me? Rather, a spiritual man's. A spiritual man's language is is able to is able to bring forth to show the balance of judgments. Praise God that prove why this this cause of action or this state of being is the right place to be. If you are living like this. And what I'm saying is very practical. Very, very practical. When you are living by, am I led? Did God say this? Did I hear this? Your life is like you are playing, um, like you are playing gamble in the casino. It's like it's trial and error. Because one day you follow one day, you know, yeah, way. <laughs> you don't realize that. <laughs> how, did that how did this happen? Who led me here? <laughs> Problem and the problem that you will cause, you will not realize other brethren who you thought were color because they are not being led. They are the ones who will come and solve the problem in the end. But it also means that sometimes you will follow leading and it will be correct. Sometimes it will be correct too. But that's not the way to, to, to live. But the, the surest way how you are supposed to live is by judgment. When you have judgment, you are living a sure life. When you have judgment, you have inward instrument to discern good from evil. When a man whose senses has been exercised to discern good and evil comes, and you just tell, and see the matter, I say, that's the right thing to do. They say, but won't you go and pray about it? Won't you get leading? They say, no, that is just the right thing to do. And if you, wait, if you have enough time and you are patient and you are meek, he can explain to you why. Is the right thing to do because it's coming from understanding yes, on the inside. It's coming from a, a place of or a, a, a depth of understanding on the inside. That's how Christ men are. Solid men. God doesn't like want God is not interested in flaky, spooky Christianity. That kind of thing where you know you know what I'm talking about. Praise God. Spiritual men are they are they are they are grounded. Their feet are on the ground. 
they are living by understanding. So he says here, we make him of a quick understanding in the fear of the Lord. And based on that, then he will not judge with the sight of his eyes or the hearing of his ears. But with righteousness, with equity, with, equi- with what? Righteousness will he judge and what? With equity for the meek of the earth. Amen. Amen. So as we are coming to fullness in Christ, there will begin to there will be we'll be gaining more grounding, Amen. more increase in righteousness, Amen. more increase in judgment. Praise God. Amen. When if we follow the pathway of righteousness and judgment, we'll be having less conflict. Yeah. We'll be we'll be settling less quarrel between <laughs> brethren. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Amen. You see one brother will bring one scripture. No, but the Bible says this. So therefore, they don't say, no, 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 but the Bible says this. Amen. Amen. And they are both arguing. <laughs> Praise God. Amen. About something. What he did was wrong. No, but yeah, what he did, even though it was wrong, it's okay. We are supposed to have show mercy. And we are supposed to... I get what I'm saying. It's lack of... Are we saying that there should be mercy shown? There should be mercy. Is that thing wrong? Yeah, it should be. It's wrong. But the reason why there is a problem is because there is no, there is no depth. There is no judgment involved. You are not able to uh, to look at things in a complex way spiritually, and arrive at the. Uh, praise the Lord. Amen. Amen. Father, we bless your name. We give you glory. We give you praise. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Praise God. Hallelujah. Um, so, so these revelations are not just, they're not just words, right? They are not just words. They're not just words. They are supposed to be killing your natural wisdom. Killing your natural wisdom, killing your natural wisdom, and killing it, killing your natural wisdom constantly. Praise God! Hallelujah. And they will be replacing natural wisdom with spiritual wisdom Amen. and judgment. Praise God! Let's just thank God uh, tonight uh, for His word. Mm. Thank you, Father. We worship you. Thank you, Father. Praise the Lord. And Father, we thank you for tonight. Thank you for your word. Thank you for speaking to us. We ask that you will take this word and establish it in our heart as, as deep counsel. And uh, if there's any area that wasn't too clear, bring forth more clarity. And Lord, the Holy Spirit, I pray that you will make the essence of this word be very evident to every heart. Thank you, our Father. We give all the glory to your name. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Praise God. You dwells between the cherubim, shine forth. You dwells between the cherubim, 
shine for you dwell between the cherubim shine for you dwell between the cherubim shine for